0: welcome to the podcast episode three is hosted by myself racer dude zentor and xenon today's sponsor is awes awes is your premium cargo insurance provider in sirius helping all factions unite the worlds through finance all worlds enterprises and securities is one of the active trading factions in sirius committed to assisting all groups with their lawful goals including supplying mining transportation and escort operations that means on tour uh, we can't hold cartermine on Salt Lake. <laughs> <God> damn it. <laughs> no we can't. No. We got to we got to sell it I guess. So speaking of AWS on uh, I I heard we found a lost puppy on the street.
1: Indeed, somebody was knocking on a recording booth today so we decided to let him in. So today joined with us is vicious Jeff, the founder and creator of AWS Faction, and he is going to be introducing himself his time on Disco. And what his faction has been up to lately, and what his goals are. So, welcome, Jeff.
2: What's up, Jeff? Glad to be here.
1: So, Jeff, tell us briefly about your uh, finding Freelancer. What led you to discovery, and you know where things are standing today.
2: Sure. Yeah, finding well, my my start in Freelancer was basically literally a five dollar CD that I found in the bargain bin back in the early two thousands. It wasn't a game I was looking for. But it was something that uh, that was the sequel to Privateer, which was a game that I loved like way back in what is that late '90s when that game came out after Wing Commander and all those. Like I'm dating myself with all these games, but those are games oh, wow. that I, I played like like crazy there in my in the old DOS boxes, <laughs> literally DOS on your computer. So so I find Freelancer I. I play it like crazy. I actually put it on a a local area network that I had set up way back then when I had multiple computers just kicking around and was playing around with different configurations. And then it kind of sat off to the side and I got into other things. So time goes by. I never even looked to see if there was any servers. So I've never, I don't have the experience in Discovery Freelancer that, uh, that everyone else does where they played back in 2008, 2009. I was busy playing other games. And then I'd, I went, during COVID, everybody had more time to to go online and play these games. So I was looking for different games and I came across uh, a strategy space game. I don't remember the exact the name of it, but somebody in the comments which I was browsing through to see if the game was any good started talking about Discovery Freelancer. And I thought, "Wow, that's that's cool. There's actually a server out there that's active that plays a game that I used to really love." So I I went found the website, read up about it. And I installed it in early, I guess it was uh, 2022. So yeah, then January I was, I was messing around and that was my beginning in Disco.
1: Cool, cool. And so you are the leader of an IC faction. What's, what's brought you to Interspace Commerce?
2: Well, initially I'd started off as freelancer. Because in my, in my early days, I was just trying to get a feel for the mod. So, I was flying around everywhere. i was I was just a um, I started for freelance or so I went to jira. I was doing u s for a bit, trying to find the best commodity that would get me the most money in the shortest amount of time, just trying to min max everything. But not realizing that there were ores out there. So I was doing it on the actual commodities, <laughs> not doing any mining, not i, I mean yes! I'm on the, I'm in a time zone that's basically the server is dead. There's it was like six other people that I would never run into. So I was yep. just exploring. It was I was an explorer. Like you saw my my DHC uh, transport going through major at some times, if you were watching me on the server, it was just ridiculous where I was headed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, this, is, this is where the money's at.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I journey. just wanted to find out what was there. Yeah. And all of a sudden everybody starts firing at me. It was a, it was a wild ride through there. I do remember that experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <These> guys <laughs> so out that, here have guns. <laughs>
2: so that,
0: that brings me back to, uh, I think to when everyone started um, playing, you know, you're trying to make money to to buy all the cool gadgets and toys and stuff. So um, for your trading, did you use any tools or did you just uh, buy what was cheapest and sell where it's going, then just do the same thing when you got to the location?
2: I basically used everything that was in-game and nothing else. I didn't know about FL stats. I didn't know about you know any of the other options. Even though I had access to, I was kind of following a little bit what was going on the forum. I was basically just playing the game. So it cool. Yeah, it's just nice. old school. Yeah, Jeff is so, like
1: playing in the the virtual box while well, <laughs> a <of> freelancer, <laughs> and it's like vanilla. Yeah, <laughs>
2: like, was, I swear, it was only on weekends when I had actual role play experience there, and then I started realizing how much I was doing wrong. Like the to learn, like people pulled me over while I'm trying. I'm going through Gallia in an, in the um, Ejira craft there hauling uh, white boxes. Like and I'm not even allowed to be there, and they're like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> pulled over by the uh, by the police there." And at first, you know, they they hit my cruise, and I keep going, and they hit it again, and they're like, "Are you gonna stop?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got the contraband there, don't make me shoot you. So That's finally, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me trade.
0: Damn it. <laughs> now, now, during these moments, were you on a tag ship, or were you flying indie?
2: Oh, just flying indie. Yeah, I made my own okay. my own little <laughs> tags there. I was still going under. I think my ship even had Vicious Jeff in the name for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was Yeah, it was just me.
0: I mean, that but, would be a deterrent for, uh, I guess, a pirate, you know, trying to come in at you if they see Vicious Jeff, and they're like, oh, that's probably not. And probably just freelancer doing missions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true enough. So,
0: okay, so if so you get into uh, multiplayer, um, you said 2022, you start flying around, doing some trading, or exploring, or finding yourself into the heart of nomad space and everyone's shooting at you. Um, so what, uh, uh, and then during that time you're, you're bouncing around different factions. You're just trying to find your fit. What was, um, what was the, the moment where you decided I wanted to make my own faction and, and why a W E S where, where'd that name come from? And, uh, why'd you pick IC as the, the faction tag?
2: Okay. Well, this, there's, there's a few stories behind that. So the, <laughs> Very so nice. the, uh, reason for the faction was i'd seen other people with tags around and i thought you know i should be making a group kind of see if anybody will want to join and the second reason was was pobs i I finally found the thread about pobs and i i printed it up i was going through everything i wanted to see how they were done and i looked at all the laws I i was just psyching myself up to putting a pob down so then finally my freelancer decides he's I made applications, and back then the governments were sort of hit and miss. Nobody was responding to me, or they, it was taking longer than I wanted. But but Kasari responded to me within a day, and they let me go in a nice free zone right in Shikoku.
3: <laughs> 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 and
2: they even let me put on what they'd say I could put weapons on as right away if I wanted to. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's great. I've got oh, a I have got I do not I don't have to pay anything. I got a spot here that's not gonna cost me a thing. I'm putting my base down right there outside of Deshima Station. Sorry,
1: it's <laughs> yeah, just desperate Man. for the attention. <laughs>
2: yeah, so so that's what I did. I got all ready and I was like, okay, I'm gonna put my base down, I'm gonna need shields right away. And I I think I'd seen some some seizures go up by then, so I was expect almost expecting that. So day one, I fill my base, there's everything's okay, it's repairing. I think day two. Everything was fine, and then by day three, I'm I'm looking on my phone or or on the computer, and I see the siege declaration. The GC want to come knocking on the door for my core one days. and I'm like, oh my god! So so I managed to to get out there just as the, the I guess at the end of the eight-hour span because of the timing of it all. It was like the end of the the core server time, and it was getting late night, but they hadn't seized it yet. So I pop out there on the only ship that I had on base, which was my base construction ship, and I'm out, <laughs> I'm out there facing two GC gunboats, and it just so happened that one of the, uh, the regular role-playing um, Kasari Navy showed up, or maybe maybe Kasari Police, and they were doing crazy RP, and they were sort of firing pot shots at each other, and I'm pleading my case. And thankfully, uh, uh, Magera was, was one of the players there. So... Oh, nice. So what? So she she bas- kind of talked the the situation down and said we were going to have like a a separate conversation and we ended up doing that on the forum. So the base was saved and I got introduced to like another faction uh, through that, which I, I'm still part of their faction and I I chat with her on a regular basis. So that was sort of nice to to start to meet other players. Very but, interesting. Uh, yeah. So that's that's how that and that actually leads me to the IC thing because I was still a freelancer back then. But while I was running around, I had all these serenities, which I still do to this day. I've got like a whole group of one, one file that's just got serenities on it. <laughs> and I was doing all freelancer. And then later on, I ran into another player that wanted to do trading. And that was a DAVX that used to be part of the faction. And he said, well, let's trade together. Like He just contacted me out of the blue. It was great. And he said, oh, you want to trade? It's like, yeah, sure. Okay. So we hung out, started trading. And then we started talking about actually doing the faction right. So, but we didn't want to just do it as freelancer. We wanted to make sure we had, you know, some some uh, like we could access the 5Ks. But I was also looking at a shipping faction that had a more favorable, a more favorable uh, <laughs> what do you call it, rep with uh, with GC because of where I was. So, because Interspace has their GC connection, that was the main reason I went with them. Not necessarily the 5K, but but it was for the the GC connection.
1: That's it's not it's for funny. the super neutral. Uh, affiliation,
2: yeah. Because every <laughs> every since I've I we went to IC. Then when I run into GC there, I play the supportive card there, and they still get paid. And although not that they ask as much anymore, but they like they know we're supportive, and you know we're not getting blown up by them or anything, or, or nice. being threatened. So to so
1: so plug as, the cause
0: So as you know, like like now, um, a lot of trading factions use IC ID. You know for the. For the perks that, that come with it. So back then, you didn't have any idea. You just chose it purely to because it was uh, neutral with GC.
2: Yeah, honestly, I didn't know how neutral it was until I started looking at the, the other factions. It was more than just the GC, because it said that right in the info card. Like, uh, the, the GC neutrality as well as the Red Hessians. Oh, that's and, really but, interesting, actually. Yeah.
0: I actually never really looked at the IC id so like it, it specifically says in the info card that uh, oh about yeah neutrality with wow i never knew that
1: yeah huh. actually uh i'll pull it up right now it is interspace here we are interspace commerce uh yeah uh oh it doesn't have it in the base info card it's it's uh i think it's on the reference on the website on the forum
0: Okay. Because the base info
1: card on on, uh, the game just says Interspace Commerce IC is one of the big three liberty companies and runs uh, insurance cargo carried within the colonies and into the border worlds. But
2: on the ID, it has a line saying they have been known to have interactions with GC and Red Hessians.
1: Yeah, that's on the ID reference. Yeah, I I remember coming across that. And that's why, like, uh, during all the crap that went down in rhineland years ago um like they were able to maintain bond station or something There, there's some some history there for sure but uh yeah that's cool that you actually went that that route the connection to gc before you realize the very vanilla rep sheet that they have which a lot of people go for ic historically because they're so neutral to so many people
2: yeah i mean if i like i i appreciate the uh the way the rep sheet is but I also find that being that neutral is it it kind of kills a bit of the game for me when I'm flying yeah. around like especially like what one uh, area that that comes to mind is the is leads right now because they've got those mollies and leads and that means nothing to IC going through there. They don't attack us. They're, they're neutral. So I see these awesome little... You know, they're, they're fighting whatever ships are in the area, but they don't touch us. <laughs> so, but mind you, I went through there with a freelancer when I had, that was all set up for mining with few guns, and he, that was like the fight of my life trying to get away from that guy. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's one of uh, Markham's little play areas, I believe, that, um, where they played with really beefy NPCs going around a lot of people talked about that that section of bleeds,
0: and that and that's interesting that uh that you talk about that because you because a a lot of um a lot of trading factions go to uh ic because of the neutrality because they you know want to power trade and because they want to make the the money and or uh, they don't want to be bothered uh supplying pob or uh, materials to their pobs and, and things like that so that's really cool that you mentioned that uh um you know you you kind of miss out on on those interactions because even not only with NPCs but also too with with the players um you know, because if you come across a a player that you know like say a red haitian, um you know they won't bother you. you kind of miss out on that interaction um as opposed to most uh traders today um would favor that
1: um, uh, i would i would i would I wouldn't be so trustworthy of the red hessians actually. <laughs> the red Hessians, even though they are have some secret diplomacy with IC, they are known, especially if you're operating in their space, to you know shoot first, ask questions later. I set up an IC base years ago in Omega 11, and before I reached out to establish diplomacy, it was gone in less than a day, so... <laughs> wow. gotcha.
0: how, how long ago was
1: that? Uh, this was 2020, I think. I was like, I'm going to make a base, you know, in <laughs> my first base. I popped it out in Omega been... 11. That yeah.
0: might have been at the tail end of that group that uh, Zenon was talking about, you know, with his mm-hmm. story the to speakers. So maybe if you did it today, you know, maybe a different story. But uh, probably, yeah. But, but uh, no, it's it's interesting because it's it's a credit to Jeff and and credit to AWS because uh, you guys are doing some awesome role play, and uh, in my opinion, you're you're doing a trading faction right. You know, you're you're interacting, and um, you're not just uh, power trading and and avoiding interaction so that's uh yeah. that's a credit to you guys
1: so before we jump to the topic do you want to speak to anything that you guys have plans for or goals currently that you're working on
2: uh well goals like i'm i'm trying to be more active in server activities so that's where you saw me putting out a lot of events one after mm-hmm. the other because it's like we were still kind of going towards uh, officialdom there so it had to to do with that a little bit making sure that we were going to be assisting activity on the server and but I did enjoy it quite a bit and I liked the the positive feedback I was getting cuz back back uh, at the end of last year we had sort of a uh, we had busy times in the summer and then all of a sudden the act the event just stopped and everyone was waiting for the patch which they kind of still are and uh, <laughs> and, and, uh and we had and one thing that i kept hearing from people is that they were dropping off because they had nothing to do so i thought well you know if i give them try to do this and try to do that to to throw some events out there then at least it's something they can say i'm logging in because there's a new event to try out And there'll probably be some activity in this region so i mean there's there's that um for, for the actual faction rp i've i've sort of been pushing sort of been pushing a science angle for uh, for like one reason is that I was thinking about possibly going towards getting some SRPs for our faction because we've already got our core five, we've already got like every we we got official faction. All I'm working towards getting a. Uh, if anyone's seen my post sporadically here and there, there's a, a cargo surveyors commodity that I'm hoping that'll eventually get adopted by the server, this, the yeah. server, so that we can actually have an IC commodity that's. Just special for us, like other factions had.
3: Very just interesting. Make,
2: just trying to make it unique because I mean, be in interspace on its own, so we don't, we can't just sell insurance. There's nothing in game that we can do that, to support that. So we, we kind of need our own little thing. And I guess that's where I'm directing us.
0: So the the uh, cargo scanner you're talking about is it like a like a scanner? It's just a, a boosted cargo registering range.
2: Well, no, it's a, it's surveyor. It's actually like a pass. It's a passenger type uh, commodity because I was thinking we could be running liners or a smaller craft, not necessarily the the five ks that everyone sees interspace in, and just make more uh, more money on the commodities with a smaller ship.
0: oh, so, I see okay.
2: so like um almost like kind of like a
0: like a like a yacht, like you're running a yacht cross sure. space,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, oh, so these okay. so these these surveyors, like the reason I went with with them is sort of the. The commodity we're going to try is because at least it fits in with the insurance angle and it fits in with how they like it in shipping, actual real world shipping, they've got these these types of people that help determine exactly what the damages were when something happens out in the trade lanes of the, or on the, the sea lanes. But, well, I thought, well, why, why not have them in space and bases there? Like somebody's got to be determining values. It kind of fits That's in. That's true.
0: That is interesting. Wow. Oh, yeah, I never even thought of that. <laughs> that's that that's awesome. Um okay, so you got you got that going on as far as a uh, SRP. Um now kind of swinging it back to to IC um more of like the uh the insurance and on, and finance side of it. I remember um you know when we were uh pushing NSC, you know trying to get officialdom and and trying to do all that, we were uh shooting for an angle um to make, you know, you guys like our premier insurance. Um broker or insurance company and uh so are you are you still kind of pushing that at all or are you kind of um sidelining that for other projects
2: well we we've had an insurance i guess insurance program in place for a while but it was more to try to push uh instead of just buying the insurance we wanted to create uh, well i wanted to create activity involved in the insurance so we were going to give it to everyone free but you just had to run like one or two loads of cargo for us and then tell us about it on the forum. And then if you get pirated, we'll cover you 100% or even, or even for the, the next couple. But unfortunately, it wasn't ad- adopted all that well. Like like many initiatives there in Freelancer, it's sometimes they're hits, sometimes they're misses. So we do have insurance, but not a, a grand commercial business kind. Not to say we couldn't get into that, but it's just not something that too many people have asked for. I think I had one other RP in Liberty regarding base insurance and that's as far as it really went
0: yeah there there has been attempts in the past um to try to make like an interspace commerce rp on the forum but i think what happens is over time it becomes stale and and kind of um boring over time and then you come along with all these great ideas and everything but unfortunately the the age of uh you know the the trading factions are almost over everyone's kind of doing their own thing i think that may be the reason why you know, I know back a few years ago, um, when there were more trading factions like USI, Gateway, um, you know, some others that were around, I think it would have caught on more, but um, yeah, and it's yeah, I, I was I was reading some of your, your your posts with the finance and stuff and and providing insurance and man, maybe maybe I'll start up Connex again and, and ask for insurance to try to get that uh, get that plug in going on the forum.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. It makes for some uh, good role play. So do it. Um, do
1: it.
0: Uh one other thing, so you, you were you were talking about uh events going on. Uh, I remember the one main event you had going on, um, and you were sharing a funny story that uh it was it was the race. I believe it was out in Dublin and people oh, tagged uh there's a tag race. And yeah. uh um so is there gonna be any future events like that um going on? Any, any- oh, on the, back burner.
2: the races are, are a story on its own there because it's, it was exciting, but it's, it kind of has a conclusion to it too. Like Initially, I, I, I set a base out there and I thought, okay, I'm going to put as many guns on it as I can. It's going to be basically racing under fire and <laughs> I'm not going to worry like, because it's an independent system. I was hoping that Brett Gov there wasn't going to come and start counting the number of turrets I had out there because in the end, I think I had eight guns like it was just basically, it, it had a shield. I think it still had a shield. I don't think I unshielded it, but it, everything else was guns. There was no cargo or anything. Like whenever I had to upgrade something, I had to make sure that the base consumed the previous load before I brought the next load a lot of times because there'd <laughs> be times I'd get there and it was still eating through it. So it was it a was very interesting build. But the guns were also different. With the change of the server where guns don't fire first if, it, if a specific tag comes within range, that completely killed the concept for the... The racing under fire, so mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that, then I knew the base was done, and I just decommissioned it. So but it was a good event. Like the event went longer than I thought. We had five different different races. It was recorded on by several people. We had good attendance. It got people excited about it, and that's really what I wanted to do with that event. So I will yeah, I will like to try to to do something like that again. But on the other hand, the time zone for me is is very it's in the middle of my day. So it's hard for me to do that without having to completely interrupt everything else I'm doing just for a couple hours on Freelancer. So, I mean, it'll, it'll happen again, but just probably only once in a while, maybe quarterly.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm noticing that too with a lot of events. Like I'm having to kind of, if I want to do something, I have to kind of block off the day really to to do it. Um, I just remember you were uh, you were in voice chat one day and. People were tagging race, and wasn't it where the the weapon platforms were shooting at it, it, the base was hostile to any tag of race or right? right. something like that? And so people that were trying to get in early to like scope the track and stuff, every once in a while in Dublin you'd see someone get blown up by a hostile NPC because they're getting <laughs> shot was, at by the weapons. Platforms. Yeah, it was
2: great because they they found <laughs> out. It, I I before I'd finished it, I put in the uh, the F nine info tag your ship as race dash to have the weapons platforms fire at you and enjoy the race. So someone finally figured that it would have been sitting there for weeks, and nobody even noticed it. But someone decided to go and actually dock, and they saw that. And the next thing I know, there's a couple of ships that were, and as soon as I saw that, I made sure I got my supply ship over there and started chatting with them. And then, and then that's when it built, when all of a sudden, I had the pressure to put the race on. Because I had a couple, it, it started out with one, and then all of a sudden, there were two or three that were racing. And they were asking when's the race, when's the race so I had fast forwarded it and and then brit uh Bretonnia decided to give me money for the race as part of their you know their supporting of it because they wanted the activity there too so really it was, really, it was really a lot of pressure for i mean it was good r p all around and on top of that, I got sponsorships so i had o s i giving me money i had uh that uh, mining factory uh Noose there in in frankfurt uh I'm forgetting a whole bunch here there was like three or four though. So they were wow. handing me handing me money and and equipment and uh, even St. Dennis, there, he won, he won that story event I was talking about and he let me keep the, I think it was a jump drive four to give to the, the event. So they got BOEX involved just by doing that. So yeah, that's it was really awesome. exciting. Yeah, I love getting, that's one of the things about events and doing RP on the, with InnerSpace there is because they're everywhere, I can pull in from so many different groups. So whenever I think of a storyline, I try to think of who I can contact for it and I make sure I contact them all if I can.
1: Well, that's, that's great. That's, well that's a really. Uh,
0: so, go ahead. Um so I was just going to say so like a, a kind of a, a side idea that we have with this podcast is um kind of kind of making like much shorter um recordings maybe doing some like advertisements and commercial like stuff so um yeah if you got more events coming and we we decide to go ahead and do that uh spoiler alert um then uh yeah definitely we'll we'll do some some fun commercials you know kind of our noggins together, make some creative uh, content and and uh, push for some events, for sure. Great. Yeah, that'd be a
2: lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so your leadership of AWS has definitely been a unique take on the IC um, usage in the game. So that's uh, a really fresh take on, on that gameplay. So that's really cool, your involvement throughout the server. So, Xenon, um, you are the leader of basically one of the other really big trade hubs. Uh, AWS, in my eyes, has become one of the the pillar uh, trade hubs outside of NSE. Uh, Have you interacted much with AWS and Jeff in general?
3: Yeah, we did. We interacted in role play. We created events together. We Mm -hmm. sponsored a lot of events and paid a lot of money. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And... um, I think uh, EWES is very unique. Uh, I've seen so many interspace uh, factions rise and fall on the server. Some of them try to provide the real most important product of interspace commerce, which is insurance. It's, it's the main thing for them. But also at the same time, I didn't see someone that uh, makes so many programs. If you look at the EWES links, you will find so many programs uh, for insurance, compensating people, if they lose some things in under some certain conditions, of course, they get you know, funded back by AWES in that program. And there are many, many other activities for that faction. I think it's very unique uh with jeff he do a very good work there a lot of uh, good work yes
2: yeah, i've actually got a good story there about uh, the first interaction i've had with xenon that and and how i knew that we'd be working together a lot because we were trying to get our first barge for AWS even before we were official
3: oh yeah
2: a- and we went and we we basically we were with me and uh, Davex and I, I think Gypsy was involved back then. We were pulling batteries in. We were mining the side data field there in uh, Omega Eleven, and we, I think we got a few thousand. We got up to about three thousand, but Gypsy was sitting on billions of dollars, and he said, "Why don't we just buy the rest of it?" <laughs> so we started looking for for cheap side data because really that's if you want to buy a barge then the, the way to go is to try to find somebody to send you who will sell you a whole bunch of side data but not at the full price because then you you can save billions of dollars doing that so so we had the idea we're gonna approach NSE and we're gonna see if we can make a massive purchase of side data so so I contacted uh, Xenon and he we got a hold of we were, we were chatting there and we were talking about side data. And, uh, and the only way I knew Xenon is by, I knew he sold equipment. And I don't know if I'd heard any, anything good or bad, but he was a businessman. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a hard stance against Xenon here. I'm gonna get my deal. <laughs> 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 and it was so nice. funny because we, we started talking and, and uh, of course, NSC's got side data three and I wanted my 2.5. And then, so I was ready to walk away. We're gonna keep looking. And we came to an understanding because Xenon knows the value of relationships in business. And he said, you know what? You guys are up and coming. I want to do business with you. Let's make this happen. And we made that deal happen. We got our barge and we've been working together ever since. So it's been great.
1: That's awesome. That that sounds like a real like real world business interaction. That's exactly. cool.
2: Exactly. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs>
1: That's great. All right. So uh Let's go ahead and pivot to another topic now. Yeah. Um One that we wanted to talk about uh, before we get too crazy was I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> one second, guys. It's <laughs> in the wrong channel. Um,
0: Someone's not prepared.
1: <laughs> I was flying through planet, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, and was like distracted by the wall of text that came up. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> Is there a new wall
0: of text in Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah, there is. Oh, boy. All right, so all right. what we're going to talk about now is our route of the week. Last time, we were talking about the USI run from Planet Manhattan to Minato Harbor uh, using Liberty Ale. Today, instead of an actual route, we're going to just briefly announce that the shipping bonuses per faction that exist in the forums under community feedback are going to be updated very soon by myself and there should be some interesting new runs. Uh, if you have any input input or feedback on those, I've gone through a lot of these factions, but some of them don't have current player groups that are active. So if there's anybody that wants to talk to me about like Rhineland Shipping or um, Planet Form or any of those other ones, please hit me up on Discord and we'll see what we can come up with. But otherwise, those will be coming out probably in the next week. Uh, with that, that aside...
0: Can I, can I say it? Yeah, Minato, Mister Roboto. Knew <laughs> I
2: knew you I'm were. I want to say for the <laughs> whole day. I'm like, man. I was just... considering
1: like giving you a window just to say it after I <laughs> said Minato,
2: Mister Roboto.
1: <laughs> All right. So today's community topic is going to be one about story agency. It's been kind of a hot topic yes. throughout the many years of Disco, Um, and the core of this idea is is a lot of players have kind of bucked against the dev world of having players drive the story forward. And a lot of times in the past, the dev world has resisted this and said, no, we're going to choose where story goes. So um, this is definitely a contentious thing for sure. And I don't know if there's a great answer, but I wanted to ask some of you guys what your take is, like what you think the current system looks like and what you would do to improve it. racy do you want to start
0: yeah i'll kick it off um so yeah i I introduced this topic um to bring on the podcast so um anyone listening you may have noticed i was kind of poking around a little bit asking some questions during the feedback this this has to do primarily when um you know the topic of liberty and, and gallia um they're wanting to become more neutral um but it doesn't jive with the story currently and um you know, so not not to, they don't want to swing it all the way to being best buddies. It sounds like they just want to be neutral. They're currently hostile. Um, so the topic was really just kind of bouncing ar- around um, in, the, in the admin feedback thread. First off, I think there should be a developer feedback thread. I don't know if there's one uh, out there or not, but there definitely needs to be like a developer. And then even from there, kind of split up in a different, um, you know, maybe like, like, art development story development economy development let um let the community be heard um
1: it's a great idea actually very good yeah you know?
0: my my take on on this community in the mod in general is this is the community's mod um you know i don't i don't know that anyone really kind of dropped like a like big money down to to create this thing and to to buy developers to to kind of get this thing going i feel like this has been a continuous cycle um since whenever the community really started out what like 2005 2006 whenever um mm-hmm. you know developers started creating stories and new ships and and factions started getting developing this has been a continuous cycle since then so this is uh um I've, I've said it before too on the forum um you know when our actions now are are respecting what has happened before us there's a lot of people that put a lot of work um into what what the mod is now and, and quite frankly I think the mod is is incredible um the way it's working nowadays mm-hmm. um so I I I like to think that the community should have some say in the story but there definitely should be um um there should be responsibility both with the player base and with the development staff the player base has a duty um to provide feedback but quality feedback um, um i often you. i often joke you know they're, they're and we we know the names um there's some people that you know they'll they'll come in and they say oh this sucks well okay well why does it suck oh it's dumb okay nothing's happening there um you know there's other people come in quality f- feedback but then nothing happens from it or they don't feel heard or anything that's where the developers um, and zentor you've done a great job of this uh not only receiving it from from players um but also kind of yourself going out into the community and and getting into the face of some players and saying what what do you guys need what what can i develop here um and i think that's that's the job of the developer um is to listen to the quality feedback and create an environment that the players feel at least heard. I feel like right now that that's not necessarily being happening um, based off of what, what the feedback from the, the admin feedback came from. Um, There's, there's going to be some ideas that, that aren't going to be in line with where the story is currently going, or maybe the story has an idea of where they want to go. So if they hear feedback from, the player base while well, it might go against the grain of what they're currently trying to do so i feel like there definitely needs to be some more transparency between the development staff um and the player base and re- some recent events um that took place uh, in, the, in the game some players feel like they're not in control of their destiny therefore they don't feel a need to play and i, I feel like that's a lot of players that no longer play i think that's that's where they sit and that's why they no longer play is because it's with it being role play they feel that they should be in in some respects in control of of some of their destiny so So, um oh go ahead
1: just to pop in i do think that if you were to take a grand survey of all the people that have left disco you would find that out to be true largely that whether it's necessarily story probably a lot of it is story but uh in general the the disconnect between the community and the direction that the mod eventually goes is not is not in sync. And I know you can't you can't exactly like paint a straight line from community input and then execute it as a development staff. But I don't think that there's enough player agency currently. Uh, there's enough enough of a window between the player community and the direction of development that's actually happening. So, yeah, I, I do think that a lot of people have left over. They feel like they're an unheard voice. Um, just to pop that in, if you wanted to continue that, that's cool. We can move on to everyone else.
0: Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, kind, of, uh, was kind of mumbling on there, but but yeah, that that's that's my point of view of the, of the whole thing. Um, is that uh, I I do think that the player base should have some control of where the of where the story goes, and it includes events. Um and that uh you know if if a lot of from what I heard um recently and I agree with is if you're gonna hold a an event um and it's going to be uh um there's a destiny to that event, it needs to be advertised beforehand. Um otherwise uh you know it's you could easily create an event and if you have one outcome you have a story set up for that. If you have a different outcome, you have a story set up for that. Um and I think uh I think that issue can be, um, to your point, Zentor, can definitely be fixed with better communication between developers um, and players. And um, yeah, just uh, you know, and and I get it. You know, there's there's some players out there that they don't provide good feedback, or they're in favor of, of their specific faction or or their group, so they're going to provide the feedback accordingly. But uh, yeah, I I definitely think players should feel more in control of of their destiny.
1: Yeah. Um, And real quick, just to say, I don't think that that story can be driven entirely by player input. And I know that there is definitely channels available to players now in order to connect the story team. They've they've made this clear. Um, I just don't think that it's as easy to connect like the community will with what's going on in story. Um, But uh, Xenon or Jeff, do you guys have any input or ideas on this?
2: I'd like to see players have some input. Like I, I agree with on the admin and the dev side that major storylines should not be affected by by events, But it would be nice to see within every major story, you've got little nuances that could be go one way or another. like if you if you've got a grand idea that this side's going to come out ahead, they could still lose a few battles before something grand happens to completely change the balance and bring it back to where the story wants it to go. So yeah, yeah. We, I would kind of, yeah, having, having player, players' interaction actually means something in-game. And, and we'd, I'd, we had a brief conversation about, about the use of solars and we were talking about POBs and it, like, things like that could be, could be used. like Why not have the results, have like a, just a temporary POB that has a, a skin on it representing the outcome of an event, just so it's something different in-game to show that it, their actions made a difference? and then, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just, just some simple little things. It doesn't have to be a massive undertaking or anything, just something and to I show that, that the effort was worth it.
1: Yeah, and I think that events have often gone one way or the other where they either tell players that this event won't really matter to the grand story, and then they actually have residual impact, and the player factions are very upset about that. Or also, events don't really, like, like they will have impact, but then they don't have any impact. So it's... It's kind of both ways. If there was more clarity in that and uh, uh, a little bit more community impact or input, I think that that would be more rewarding for the the grand community.
0: So definitely the theme i'm I'm getting is uh, clarity and and transparency. um the The one thing to kind of play Davos uh, advocate a little bit um uh, jeff with with what you were talking about is if you do have a series of of battles and then suddenly the war, changes the other way um you know as as the player in those battles um you know, i wonder if, if they would feel like oh still you know what's the point but to what zentor was saying is if if that's explained beforehand like this is the way the story is wanting to go um that could better smooth over those battles that hey we you know we're, we're winning these battles
2: shouldn't we win the war
0: you know that, that kind of thing
2: right. um, okay. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just gonna say that I might play into the the clarity aspect, where at least the the story team and the devs can let players know that it's it's only incremental. It's not incremental cumulative, where you're gonna change the major storyline. And like, if if you don't do that, then yeah, I could see how there could be misunderstandings where somebody thinks that if they win five battles in a row, they're gonna win the war. When really there was no hope of them winning the war because that's not the way the story was going
0: yeah Oh, I see what you're saying, so, like, yeah, just revealing that this is a small little, kind of like in a Omega five where the Red Haitians and the Corsairs are kind of doing their their fighters, you know fighting, but in the grand scheme of things, there's bigger battles happening elsewhere,
1: yes, oh, I mean, yeah, I even the more recent oh, okay. uh eerie event to be honest, um, I wasn't yeah. there. I don't really know the full details. I watched a bit of one of the streams, but I heard through other people that there was a huge zoner turnout, and that the zoner huge turnout really didn't matter because the story was going to go in liberty's favor regardless
0: yeah i i you know not not to kind of bash on that event but i i have heard some things about that event the the one um i don't know if they had a, an npc transporter or, or something or a a flagship that they ended they had a it had a admin shield on it but the zoners were able to destroy the shield itself and then start damaging the ship. That wasn't supposed to have damaged, uh, received any damage. And that's then, really? and cool. then the ship disappeared, respawned, full health, full shields, because that's what they wanted the event to go towards.
1: Oh my gosh. Lovely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that wasn't specified beforehand. So kind of going back to the original point of clarity and, and because I, it, I feel in, in some respects, um, like, like Jeff, you've got a w e s. you're building the faction. You have a direction where you want that faction to go. It's an official faction. Therefore, I feel like within the discovery universe, it is now canonized at least from the point of when it became official to the point when it may no longer be official or until discovery goes away. So during that time, I feel like it is an official faction. It is canonized in the discovery lore. So, if the story changes to where, for whatever reason a w e s is hostile with liberty, um you know, you'd you kind of be pretty upset about that, like this is not the direction I want my faction to go we're We're lawful traders and and financial people um so, but that situations like that have have happened in the past with other people's factions where things have changed without their control and and it kind of mess up their their lore but it, you know if that's if that's open you know if if people came down and say hey we want we want to go this direction we want to have the companies kind of blow up in liberty we want to create this new edgy story what do you think you know as opposed to just dropping it on you you know that'd be right. a different yeah different
2: response some, some input would be would be great that way and then to speak to your point about about the uh the, the event that you're either if yeah, there might have been a lot of zoners, but can you imagine if that happened on every event where somebody, the, everyone wanted to just one-side it and then the dev, the admins and the devs playing the event were like the only other side? That they could yeah. drastically affect a lot of the outcomes of these stories. And that No, was... you're talking
1: about the Gallic War now, then.
2: Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that was before my time, remember? I don't know any about that. <laughs> about that.
1: Um, but,
0: the, the, you know, but the, the kind of... Um reinforce the the developer side um what do you do if you have an event like that and 100 that's
1: that's why i say that this topic is a really contentious thing because i don't think that there is a perfect answer at all and like there's no real way to to say yes we need to only listen to players or yes we only need to listen to the dev team it's a really difficult topic um so i don't I, i don't know if there is a good one
0: i think so i i've used this uh metaphor um I think everyone here is familiar with like wwe or wwf like wrestling um the the story has a direction where they want to go and then they put the wrestlers in the ring to tell that story so they they do their wrestle it's it's clear who's gonna win and who's gonna lose so to some uh to some extent i feel like i feel like the players should feel in control of their destiny but if this if the story development is good and the community is behind where the story is going, like, for example, say Rhineland is invading liberty, just throwing something out there. Um, and everyone's filling up the Rhineland side. Well, if it's clear that Rhineland's going to win this great battle, but we still need players to fill this event that we're going to tell the story of this great invasion. um And okay, you know, story's great, and everything I want to be a part of this battle. I might. Be inclined to join the liberty side even though i know we're going to lose the event is designed for us to lose but if it's clear beforehand i want to be a i want to be an actor in that play and i i feel that's what sometimes it's missed and that's not what's communicated
3: with some of these events
1: Hmm. xenon what do you think about all this
3: i i actually um uh, like almost everything that racer dude said And uh, I would just uh, spotlight on on one of the things he said. He said, developers feedback thread. That's a very good idea. And he said, uh, people should be having a role in uh, driving the story. I understand that it needs a lot of balance. And everybody might try to drive the story according to what he wants, what he plays, what he favors, despite of the uh what it's needed to be done from balance uh they will not look to that i understand Mm -hmm. but uh, it is very important to have uh, the voice of the players if the players uh manage to feel uh, that they are uh, using the rudder directing the boat of the uh, of the events they will stay they will play more they will bring more ideas. They will start more RP. And they will be very happy because they play something that they have a voice in. It's it's very important and very uh, complicated. I understand. Right. I also I also understand that the developers are putting a lot of work for free. They don't get paid. They it is part of their their time their effort to provide what they are providing from the story. I understand why they would say, no, we close the door. Nobody's going to affect the direction of the story. We're going to put that uh, alone, you know, by assigning someone that can be a story developer and so on. I understand the reasons why they are afraid because it, it requires a lot of balance when you're going to listen to so many ideas, if you open the door, for the community, they will contribute a lot. I but think at the uh, same
1: time, I, I think that that's to be expected. If you go into the role of a developer, I see it as a, a public servant role. I mean my enjoyment from doing any development work is 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 a feedback, a direct feedback loop of seeing the players enjoy what I've been able to work on. So I do think that uh, if you're doing good development work, it's it's because you're creating an enjoyable environment for the community.
3: That's correct. That's correct. I was just saying that uh, people should consider that those factors. Developers work for free. the uh, The amount of work need to be you know uh, not a lot, so they can do it, mm-hmm. or maybe they need to increase their team.
1: Yeah. Certainly.
0: I wanted
3: to. I wanted
0: to ask that. Does anyone know when the last time there was an open recruitment for a developer position?
1: Uh, so, according to Haste, um, they're always looking for folks. Uh, it's just not openly announced a lot. Um, okay. When I was leading Econ, I announced when I needed new folks, but I don't. I just don't think there's that communication that goes out. Uh, but yeah, the, they they do often. And I, I, know at least as of a few weeks ago when I was speaking to him on the subject, he said that you know they could always use more help.
3: I posted an application on that when you when you asked for developers for mm-hmm. the economy.
1: Jeff did as well, and uh, a difficult decision. Honestly, it came down to uh, uh, a couple of the people did too, actually. But uh, the current at, at the time so it's different now a little bit cuz haste has worked on some scripting tools but uh at the time economy editing work was eye twitchingly cancer i mean it's it's fucking <laughs> annoying <laughs> it's staring at a lot of raw data and trying to make sense of it and you're trying to work over a decade or more of really poor decisions, uh, duplicate commodities, and just a lot of bad file entries. And it's just a pain in the ass. And honestly, it came down to uh, I could use your creative input more than I could use you laboring under that weight. (laughs) (laughs) I I was just
0: about to say, I hate to interrupt you, Zentor, but I was just about to say that is, is really, if you really think about it, we, the player base, can be developers um as long as the lead developers in their department are open to that feedback. So, Zentor, you're a shining example of that. Um, you know, somebody that that has a trading faction out of you know they out of Kusari, you know, if they identify that, hey, this trade route isn't really good, but this trade route, like everyone does this one trade route. Um that's feedback you can hear. And then that would prompt you to tweak some numbers and and maybe uh, move a move a commodity to this planet or, or take one away or, or something. You would change that because ideally with the economy you want you want variety. You don't want everyone doing just that one trade route. We want variety. So um, that's kind of where it's it's that is the player base responsibility is for us to tell the developers. The, the feedback, what's going on with the economy, and then yeah. for the developers to, you know, take the rational from the irrational and then take all the rational feedback and then apply it accordingly.
1: Yeah, so I've always seen economies development as trying to, like, there there's some lag in my eye between what we're writing for economy development and what's going on current events-wise, but my goal has I mean, I'm not the economy dev right now, but my goal at the time was always to to bring the needle of of the economy as close to the current events, as current uh, factions are relevant as possible. And yeah, so listening to very active player factions, Jeff, Xenon, other folks that are doing a lot of hauling um, and mining, that was definitely a super valuable uh, aspect that I was looking for. I think that we've beaten this dead horse, guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm ready to to move on. What's uh what's next on the menu here?
1: All right, so something I wanted to speak on briefly is um, in my last episode, I talked a little bit about uh, some of Eingar's work recently. He's the the dark wizard of coding right now, and he's making some really fancy and awesome changes and. One of the really exciting ones has been something that's been talked about for a very, very long time. It's regards to POBs. And that is the idea of universal factories. So uh, before I left, I was working on refineries and updating the modules. And he is taking a completely different, more simplistic, and easier to maintain look at this and is going to be reworking all of the POB production lines into a very simple crafting list type situation. Yep. So, I, yeah,
0: uh, Einar, I hope you're listening to this, man. You're you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like we we worked together a little bit, uh, you know, be before all this. But man, Einar, you're you you're awesome.
1: Yeah. So with this, you're going to be able to do like a slash build command, and it will come up with I think a slash build space info or something along those lines, and it will show you all the buildable modules that you can currently make on your your base wow and once you've made that what you've selected one to be built and you choose its recipes or whatever um, when that module is built you can do a slash craft command slash craft space info it will show you all the craftable recipes for that particular build module so you could do slash craft space like code name factory or whatever the the ba- the basis factory is and this really simplistic approach you don't have to deal with the way it is right now with you have to put in like an index number and then the item choice number to, to select, you can actually much more simply create a product in your base. And you don't have to go through the you know crazy long console messages to figure out what you're trying to build. And with this, you'll be able to have multiple tiers in the future. So maybe one day there's going to be like a tier two production factory of code names, for instance, that's faster than the regular one um, or any of the other ones. So from what I understand, the new when this rolls out, all of the currently existing modules will patch over and exist on the new system. There's, the commands will just be different. Uh, it's just going to be, overall, just a, a much cleaner system. And this will also allow uh, refineries to exist. So they will come out with the patch as well, as far as I understand. Uh, so you'll be able to convert raw ore directly into metals and then move those around the game for more of a dynamic economy feel. So, lots of under-the-hood work. So, great job, Eingard.
3: Yeah, it's just... Uh,
0: yeah, it, it, it's just going to revolutionize the economy. Um, you know, it it it's one thing to just pick up an economy or a uh, commodity from, like, a planet and drop it off to another planet, and then, you know, that's it. But... Um, you know, I I think when we get something where we can move it somewhere and then see it produce into something else, um, that's just gonna revolutionize the the economy and you know, maybe uh, maybe AWS needs to uh, you know, get their insurance ready because maybe some trading factions will come back and we'll see an increase in trade again and you know, increase in, in pirates, you know, pirates will come back when to get a little cut of the action and some of the lawfuls want to come back. And there we go. We got
2: some player base back. Nice. Well, we'll be right. ready there. This might be higher so, premiums.
1: Exactly. So with this the system, since it will be entirely configurable through the admin access, uh, you won't have to do patches for um, new modules and new additional production lines for POBs. So you can even have like an SRP research factory of some sort something that's been created through uh a player rp or particular item so the item itself might need a patch in order to get in the game but just adding new custom build lines is going to be possible um so that's pretty exciting too
0: for sure um one group i wanted to plug kind of real quick um star flyers looks like they're going for official officialdom
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that thread this morning.
0: Yeah, to Jeff's point right there. Uh, Looks like Starflyers have come back. Kusari's come back. Um, I don't know his roster currently, so if you're looking to get into some uh, science research kind of role play and and, uh, in-game fun, uh, Starflyers, go for them. Uh, Don't want to talk too much about them right now. We'll have uh, maybe Kusari come on sometime soon to talk more about what the Starflyers are up to.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: and then another thing is: Would the owners of the missing luxury liner in New London please post?
1: <laughs> yes, for the love of God, <laughs> somebody is trying to reach you on the forums. <laughs>
0: oh my God! So I, I know who that is, and I Mordecai. Please,
1: please answer I, Mordecai. <laughs> I know the
0: story behind it. So would would either an admin finally just? what he wants or would the owners just show up (laughs) because that would be that'd be amazing um yeah uh, that
1: long bb code is starting to look like an operating system load so please for the love of god answer the man
2: (laughs) (laughs) i I have to sympathize with him a little bit there because i've done rps that haven't been answered and i've and I've retransmitted and retransmitted until I got my answer. You know this, <laughs> Racer. You remember transmission. Boosting, <laughs> Boosting transmission. Boosting <laughs> transmission. I think I think I want to bet on with the uh, with Racer there based on my persistence with the RP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on uh, one particular faction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boosting so, transmission.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: So yeah, that this
0: specific thing it was um. Like this luxury liner, apparently it trade traded hands multiple times, and it's it's unclear who the owner is right now. So they're just kind of pinging out to whoever the owner is. But I don't think the owner plays anymore. So maybe the admins can just uh, give it to this person.
1: Maybe say, hey Dennis, I know you're not listening to this, but yeah, somebody. Somebody tug his sleeve, please.
0: I know you're not listening to this. That's awesome. <laughs> what about who's uh, who's our other admins? Um,
1: uh, Slappy, Tunicle. Slappy. I think it. I
0: think, you think Slappy would listen to this?
1: He's an Slappy. Aussie. No, no, maybe he does. Yeah, no Slappy. Way. He's from the Fire Nation. So
0: Fire Nation. Come on, Slappy. Do something. <laughs> Poke it with a stick. <laughs>
1: All Let's right, use,
2: so I, I'm, just, I'm just gonna say, just use the same tactic there. Just send them the link every day on the same time. Yes, will yeah. they go through it. Yeah, Morning
0: transmission,
2: or or you'll just get blocked one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: just just send a uh, send a PM to Slappy and St. Dennis every single day, every single time you you uh boost signal for this post you should send the link to st Dennis and yes Flappy.
3: very effective <laughs> and fast way to get banned very fast that oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, would be so much fun
2: <laughs>
1: indeed all well, right so has
2: kicked in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah eob cast in no way endorses this behavior <laughs> That's Right,
1: but it does find it hilarious yeah <laughs> it's definitely entertaining <laughs> Oh All boy. right, so you've heard another episode of the podcast. Um, this has Sorry. been Zentor, Racing Dude, Xenon, and Jeff, and we hope to hear you guys on the next one.
3: Dan take care of yourselves and, and each other. Take care, buddies. Take care, everybody.